Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Glenn Holmes, Mr. Six Figure. And uh, today, my co host and my. Co host? Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I never said you could see a co host. All right, my special guest. <laughs> special guest. I let him do the intro and you messed it up. Never again, mate. Never again. Hello, and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. My co host. Is Mr. Glenn Six Figure Holmes? How about that? Yeah, hey, there you go. Here okay. I am. Hey, Glenn, I'll let you set the scene. Where are we? Because we've still got to go past. We're uh, at your gaff on the rooftop where we've done the last couple of podcasts, apart from the uh, the, the last one we did at the gym. But um, we've done a couple up here now. And a uh, nice uh, Sunday nice. night. Yeah, the sun's just setting. Santa Monica. It's 8 yep. p.m. It's, it's bright. You can see them. It's funny, you can see the moon. When you look to your right, and when we look to the left, you can see the sun setting. Yeah, that's mad. And a few palm trees as well doesn't hurt so today's podcast <clears throat> we're going to talk about uh, my recent trip to Vegas for the for the brain scan yeah so you went um, you, you you went to Vegas uh, this week for uh, a checkup right on your brain a, like, a brain a checkup on my brain what it is mate right and uh, and I'm I'm positive that other boxers feel like this but no one sees it like I'm feeling effects of, in my mind of, of my brain of Memory loss uh, and other other f- little things here and there, and uh, here's my quick question on that: Are you, are you conscious that you, you, that you uh, doing those things? Yes. So like if you forget something, you're like, shit, I forgot that. Right. Yeah. And I think now it's getting, I think it's getting to the point now where when I do forget something, I'm starting to blame it on that. So that makes me think about it more. If that makes sense. So I, I might not be punchy. <laughs> But because I'm, I might have always been forgetful, but now I'm thinking about is it making us? Is it because I got punched in the head so many times? I I talked to Brendan Shab about this the other day, and I said I don't think you've got much to worry about because even though you had a lot of amateur fights, like over a hundred fights, a lot of fights, like pro fights was what ten, eleven. Yeah, ten. And you've not been like in, you know, fucking. 12 round wars just right. getting smashed to pieces you know what yeah. I mean for like loads of years or you've never been knocked out no so I my view was well you've not really got much to worry about it's a lot but it's not like yeah. compared to most fighters who've been in wars and they've been knocked out a few times I yeah, think but them, that, and they're still alright you know what I mean do you think they are like who give me some examples drop some names like think of uh, like Carl Frotch absolute wars he, he's pretty sharp yeah. Works on TV, right? I don't think Amir Khan's that punchy. He's been knocked out yeah. a few but, times. But with them, you don't know them the way like they know me. Who thinks I'm punchy? No one. People think yeah, I'm smart. Yeah, that's true. You don't really see them day to day. I'll do. Yeah. Operating on a daily basis, I suppose. That's the thing. I've had the response like Tony. How? How? Why do you think you're punchy? Because you're not. You're running a successful business. Yeah. You're successful in life after boxing. Not many boxers do what I've done after boxing. Well, hardly any. Uh, so why do I think this? You know what I mean? So you really never know what... That's what I mean about what I'm saying. Like, boxers don't talk about this. Carl Fudge doesn't talk about this. Amy Khan doesn't talk about this. They may be feeling it, but then they're like, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I, th- then I feel like boxers who get beyond where I am now, uh, uh, beyond that much, that they don't realise that they are forgetful. So Does that makes sense? Yeah, like... Um that boxer who you told me before who said he thought it had made him smarter <laughs> by getting punched. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'll tell everyone now, I've mentioned it on one podcast before. I've done the maths, and if I... Well, I did, I had 106 the fights. Math. 
the moth the America, moth. the moths <laughs> in England. And uh, I had 106 fights in my career. And if I got punched in my face, I think I said seven or eight times in each one of them fights, in each one of them rounds of each one of them fights. And then for each one of them fights, I sparred 10 times, six rounds, and each one of them rounds, I got punched in the head seven times a round. Anyway, that's complicated, but I wrote it all down and I figured it all out. And the number came to 53,000. So I've been punched in the head 53,000 times. Can you think of anything that you've done 53,000 times? You haven't slept 53,000 times. It's ridiculous. It's mad, isn't it? It's, it's pretty scary, that. It is. And the, the, the thing that I'm worried about is that you started early, so what, you, what, how old were you when you started boxing? Like 12? I was 10. 10. I was 10 when I started getting punched in the head. Yeah. So that your brain's still growing at that point. It's small right. and it's growing and it's taking impact. Yeah. And it's not like you started when you were 22, 23 and you, you know, your brain's fully developed and grown by then. Exactly. But it's not that, that, I don't know if that makes a difference or not. I'd have to I ask think, I think it does. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it's got to make a difference, right? You're not, it's not developing, it's getting, mm. it's getting through this trauma. So, and when I've done that maths about the 53,000 times, I think 3,000 3, times of their punches was before I was 11 years old, before I was 12 years old, Shit. which is crazy. Now, this is the reason why I would not let my child, my children box or get the, punched in the head. The thing is, it's it's your brain doesn't know the difference if there's a head guard on and it's sixteen ounce gloves, or you're getting and, and you're just getting like jabbed at the top of the head right. guard. Your brain feels that impact, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really know the difference between that and getting smashed with like a really heavy shot with no head guard with eight ounce gloves on. I don't think. Yeah. Even well, though the impact's greater, I don't think your brain is able to distinguish well, you, between a heavy shot and a and a, and a light shot. Yeah, it's, you, it's the same. Your brain's thing. still shaking. Still shaking. Yeah, it's exactly. Still shaking, and so and that's not counting the amount of times where you where you if you're no boxing when you block punches and you've got your hands on your head and you're taking punches on the arms, mm. it's still your it's hands still, are still like, hitting yeah. you hitting your yeah, face. Yeah. So that's not counting them. So. Yeah, I mean, and so coming back to, to my trip to Vegas, so I'm, I've been getting worried, and, I, and I've thought about it more and more and more, and my wife's a nurse in the emergency room, and I told her, and she went and told a neurologist, and he said, oh, it sounds like early signs of dementia, and she told me that. And what I did asked, she tell the neurologist? Just that I'm, I'm f- being very forgetful, and I, f- and, and I feel like it's getting worse, yeah. and he said, oh, it sounds like early dementia, and me, I fucking, I shit myself. I couldn't sleep that night. Uh, that, that that night, I couldn't sleep. I got upset. I started googling about uh, boxes, CTE, uh, about being punched drunk and all that. Mm. And then the boxer, oh, what's his name again? Not Terry Norris. I watched a little documentary on him. Have you seen him? Mm. No. Do you know who he is? No. You never heard of Terry Norris? Uh-huh. Well, Terry Norris, he beat Sugar Ray Leonard. He had like 150 pro fights or something like that. Yeah. He's an absolute stud. But now. It's big like this. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but it's big. And if you if you watch this documentary on YouTube, um, it's so so sad. And I start thinking, oh no, I'm getting that. I'm, but obviously, I'm I'm not that bad. Yeah, you're not bad at all. One of the scariest stories you told me was how you had two training camps alongside Holyfield, and then when you saw him back in London in uh, was it 2012 right. Olympics yeah. doing TV work with him. Yeah. And <laughs> you went up to him like, "How's it going, Evander?" And he was like, "Nice to meet you." What's your name again? <laughs> nice to meet you. Like he had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I trained with him. I went, but I went with Evander Holyfield. It was only like a few months before. Yeah, right? he was one of the. He's one of the most punchiest people I've ever met in my life. Like Glenn said, I was on two training camps from eight weeks at a time. I was ring side by side with him in the ring. Then on the bags with him. Went for meals with him, and he was telling us stories about his amateur career, about his Olympics. He was asking questions about mine. Two months later, I seen him. I was going to Vanna. Hey, nice to meet you. And it was like, oh wow, oh wow. Shit. So yeah, I'm not at that stage yet. 
<laughs> so when the, when Sarah's doctor friend or whoever told her that I might have uh, early signs of dementia, I was like, oh shit, what should I do? And I went and sat with Audley Harrison uh, a few weeks later. He come and visit us at the gym, went for a coffee room. And I was telling him about my thoughts and asked him about his thoughts on that. Audley Harrison is an Olympic gold medalist from the 2000 Olympics, heavyweight, uh, former... Uh, he's been on this podcast anyway he's a former European professional boxing champion great guy actually on master chef at the minute in the UK I was going to say a shout out to Audley for uh, representing Box and Burn on, on a BBC TV show master chef prime time where he's Box and Burn t-shirt on love that so he told me about this place in Vegas it's the Cleveland Clinic it's doing studies on boxers professional boxers professional MMA fighters uh, on the brains they actually pay for you they pay for your flights your accommodation, if you want, to, if you want to stay there, and they actually give you a fifty dollar gift voucher as well for coming. They get a, you get a brain scan, and you who, go, who funds it? That's what I asked. It was, they said some family, someone who had Alzheimer's, funded it a long time ago. But since then, the UFC put three million dollars into it last year, which is Shit. massive because the UFC is a big believer in it. Let's, yeah, that's let's figure, good. Let's figure this out. It's really it's quality, good. That. It is. I think it is good, but at the same time, it's not good because one. I, I really believe once these. Uh, results come out about the damage that fighting's doing. They're gonna have to do something about. I think it's gonna be bad for the for the sport. Yeah, I mean already, I think that getting punched in the head is bad for any for anything. You know? Yeah, I, I, I do. So I went there and uh, it was great. It was the, it's the I've been in these uh, medical facilities. With, I've had operations on my hands, my elbow, my nose, my eye. Uh, I've had injuries everywhere. I've been in medical fi- facilities all around the world the top ones and this was probably the best one I've been to in Vegas as well unbelievable and I went there and they start doing these tests on us uh, so the first one was like a, a balance test right so I'm in a room there's I've, I've got a cameraman there I'm, so I'm going to document it as well because I'm smart I might be punchy but I'm smart you know because so like I said at the beginning I don't think any boxers ever come out and spoke truthfully about their thoughts they either scared to tell people or they're past that stage where they're punch drunk and they don't realise right does mm. that make sense yeah so I've got a camera on there filming uh, my wife's in the room with us I've got the nurse is in the room with us who's doing the tests there's these two young girls who's there uh, who's helping the, the guy with the camera because they've got to be funny where, where the media goes and then there's these other two other people with, with notepads watching as well so I'm in this room full of people the first test that I do is a balance test so what you've got to do, you've got to close your eyes, balance on your left leg and put your hands on your hip for 20 seconds. Piece of piss, right? Did you do it? Piece of piss, right? You'd think so, yeah? You'd think so. And I'm, you know, well, I'm like, I'm so competitive. I'd, I'd done it, mate. Three or four seconds, I start falling and I've got my eyes closed and I start wobbling about and they've got, I've got an iPad strap what's what's measuring the, the movements I'm doing. Yeah. I've got the woman there, the people there marking us off. Yeah. And mate, I'm falling all over and I'm like, Oh my god, I can't do this. Next, that, that makes me think about. I do that in my warm ups because it's it's a good stimulant for your central nervous system. Is that I'll have people stand on one leg and just do le- you know how you do leg swings across right, yeah. and you hold the wall and they swing the leg across. Yeah. Instead of holding the wall, I'll have them stand on one leg and do the leg swings that way. Right. Because it gets like your abs firing, your ankle but with the eyes it, open, your right? Brain firing. Yeah, with the eyes open, but it's just a good. And it's amazing how many different people I train in, in a week. And you see some people, it's just easy work. Yeah. And then other people, even though they're fit and they're strong and they're athletic, they're just like two or three reps in. Oh shit, they've gone. They've yeah. They've fall off. Well, mate, what, when you've got your eyes closed, it's it's a different level altogether. 
I thought it would have been easy. It sounds easy. The next one where you put your left foot in front of your right foot, same thing, hands on your hips, eyes closed. Boom, I'm falling all over again. And then there was another one. And with me being competitive, and I've got my wife there as well, who uh, I got a bit emotional when I was talking about this to her the other day, after, is I want to prove, show my wife that I'm a man like I'm, I want to prove if there's anyone <laughs> I want to prove I don't never want to let her down I never want to let her see me in any sort of weakness if that makes sense yeah big time do you know what I mean yeah. I, I want to be the man yeah. and I'm doing this now with all these people here watching us I was about to call them knobheads there yeah, but they're yeah. not <laughs> I, was, I was getting angry but all these nice people there helping us and I'm falling over can't even stand there like this and me and I'm starting to think I'm punchy I'm punchy why can I not You're do this paranoid. I'm getting paranoid yeah Next one, they put a cushion there. I had to do the same thing, standing on this soft that cushion. That's weird that they do that, though, because I'd think like a balance test would be more to do with your uh, your strength and coordination rather than like brain no, degeneration. I, I think it's got something to do with your mind, because is it not... If you have a stroke, you lose your balance. Is that right? Because your strokes, your mind, yeah, right? Stro- yeah, strokes will, will so, mess you up. I don't know. So I'd done these balance tests, and I, and I felt like I'd done crap on them, mate, and I was devastated. Next test was which I'm worried about the most was in my memory test, where the, you're sitting on the on a computer. There's 15 words come on the screen in front of you. You've got to remember the 15 words. And the next next time, they put like 50 words on, and then them 15 words are in the 50 words, and you've got to press the space bar every time you recognise the same word. It puts in like one second. So on the 15 words, how, how long are they on the screen for? One second. So there's a word. So it's on, the words on the screen for a second. Next word, yeah. next word. So you've got to read it, remember it, read it, remember it. And that one, <coughs> uh, I feel like I've done all right on. Next one was uh, where I had to, I had to, she gave us these, all these hard words. I'm not a good reader anyway. And these hard words where I, I just read, said read one word at a time. <laughs> and I couldn't read, I, I give up on most of them. And that's when Sarah was in my room, my wife, and she said, oh, I felt really sad because she couldn't read any of these words. But I'm not letting that affect my memory and my brain because I've never been a good reader. Yeah, that that's got nothing to do with being punchy or brain trauma or anything. Yeah, but I just feel it was part of these the the, te- the tests that I've done. I'm um, the sa- I'm the same. I'm a shit reader. Like I'll read I'll I'll read like two three pages of a book, and I'm just what what did I just read? I don't yeah. have a clue what no, I just but this read. Was like single but that words. doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything. I'm still smart as fuck. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> and then uh, and then the next one it was fu- was funniest one. So I've got all these people in the room is. And they say, and the, the, this next test, she's got to record it there. She said, I want you to record, I want to record. You need to tell us, uh, say as many words as you can see, starting with the letter F. So, so I'm like... First word, you're like, fuck. So I'm like, what, <laughs> swear words? And she went, anything you want, absolutely anything you want. I went, all right then, all right. So I went, finder, feeler, fingerer, fucker, and flinger. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that we used to see when we were kids school, in yeah, school. Yeah. And anyway, the, the small girls laughing at off, the other ones looking all shocked. And our lasses just got her hands in their head like, oh no, what has he just said? I can't believe you said that. That's class. And then I'm just sitting, and then I'm laughing. And I just went through the other words. I just went through trying to think of different words with F. Next one was think of as many different animals as you can think of. And that's hard, mate. You've got a minute to think of as many animals as you can think Shit, of. Shit, yeah, that's tricky. I thought, ah, oh, it's easy, but I'm... Uh, uh. Then I've done some more tests. Then the doctor came in the room, the, 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 the main guy, the big wig. This is like 30 minutes after with me results and he was talking, I'm asking him loads of questions and all that. And uh, yeah, and he, and, he, and he said, which I was really happy with, like, 
the tests from the computer and me balance and that came back average for a 31 year old which I am mm. so I was happy with that he said apart from the, the speed test you were uh, above average on that which you know <laughs> but uh, yeah I was happy with that and then he said so I was so I was like oh yes celebrate and he went yeah but hang on a minute he says but I, as far as I know three years ago you're you were above average on every one of these yeah so we'll not tell so it's all about how 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 much or how little you deteriorate? Kind of, yeah. So next, I've got to go back in a year's time. Yeah. And do the same thing again. And then it should and be the then same. I'll get the then I'll get the real results back. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the, um, when you're fighting and you do a brain scan, do they do all that stuff, or is it just nah, a brain scan? It's just a brain scan. I've got no idea what they even look for when to they, get your license, right? Yeah. When they do the brain scan, I've got no idea. So I, I was happy. With, I, I was happy with that. I really was. Anyway, and then I went and got the MRI scan. I was in there for 75 minutes. Have you had an MRI scan before? No. Yeah, the, it's mad. It's so loud, but they put earplugs in and all that. And I, fell yeah. asleep, I fell asleep. I've had an X-ray after you smashed me in my ribs a few times. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that. We were drunk one night and I hit you with the left of your body. Quite a few. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. We'll save that for another podcast, I miss. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> So, so the, all all this carry on what I've been having with my brain and, and thinking about it so much because I really have, you know. I was thinking, do I regret if 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 it comes back, the worst comes back, and I've got Alzheimer's or that's what I was thinking or dementia. Which I read a report the night before I went here of John Breer, who I know was a boxing trainer. He was a former boxer who's been going to this Cleveland clinic, it's just come out, he's like 45 years old, he's got Alzheimer's now through boxing. So I read this report the night before I went there. Mate, I, I cried yeah, in the you, house. You, you're just fucking your own head up by doing that I know, that I know. Like you don't, it's, it's just um, self-fulfilling prophecy, what you think yeah. happens. So if you think you're the best, you're the best, right? Yeah. If you think you're the worst, you're the worst. Think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get through this test. I'm going to come back. Everything's going to be sound. Get back to work. Keep smashing it at the gym. Yeah, that's what'll happen. Yeah, mate. I mean, and I think I feel like that's what that's kind of happened with that. But I was being thinking negative about it, and uh, I was thinking. So when I read this report about John Bray, it, it kind of broke me heart, and I and then I started thinking about life and how would I have changed it. I, when I was 10 years old to now if I knew no. that I had Alzheimer's and and I said no yeah you wouldn't you know I, I said I wouldn't but it, it's pointless thinking like that I know but that, that what happens is, happens you can't you can't look back with regrets or like would I have done this different or it's just, I just don't think there's any point in thinking like that I just yeah. think it's no but I've never thought it before and, and you've never thought it before but until this situation comes on you mm. You, you don't you would never it's easy to say oh I don't think that but when when you're in that position yeah. it's like oh my god you've always got to have that perspective in the back of your head like to live for now live for today as much right. as you possibly can it's very hard to do but the more you can do it the more you'll less the less you'll think about stuff like that I think. yeah so when I was when I was with the doctor uh, he told me like some of the I said I was asking him what's the best things to do for it for, for memory and for your mind and all that and you know what he said the best thing was uh, you said exercise oh, was I the told best, you already right? yeah, yeah exercise so see you forgot you told me <laughs> <laughs> no I remember I was just hoping you would see it. oh no go on and let me answer it no <laughs> you never you fucked us mate thanks no so exercise uh, exercise is the is one of the best things you can do for anaerobic exercise what's anaerobic exercise 
So it's where your body can't produce enough oxygen for the physical demands that's being placed on it. So it uses its internal energy system. All right, mate. I'm, I'm, but that, that sounds like Chinese to me. I'm looking to do some exercises. You tell me that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Tell me what I'm going to do. You want an anaerobic uh, exercise? Yeah. Sprints? Right. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I'm sure, yeah. Because I, I was under the impression that an anaerobic exercise was where you Sparring keep... Sparring will get you into anaerobic. Mate, that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is get... Are you, being, shoulder, are you having a laugh, mate? Shoulder and body sparring. sparring. I'm trying to get over this being punched on you. tries to get punched in the head. Just do um, shoulder and body sparring with someone like real, someone who's really good, no, but like me. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I thought anaerobic was when you get your heart rate up to like yeah. 80% and keep it there for a long period of time yeah, but rather than thing, up it, and down, up and down, up and down because that, that's interval training, right? Yeah, but the, that, during that 10 second sprint or whatever it is Oh, I'm loving that's this quiz That's anaerobic For 10 seconds? Yeah, if, if you're in that if you're at max heart rate for 10 seconds that's anaerobic your body can't produce enough oxygen to sustain high maximum heart rate for a long period of time Are you sure, It just can't That's why high intensity training is interval training I kind of think you're wrong. That's why you do it as a circuit or as an interval because you cannot sustain max heart rate anaerobic exercise for a long period is, of time. Is ana- you telling me an anaerobic exercise is max heart rate? Say it again. Anaerobic exercise is max heart rate? Up there, yeah. Anything I'd say be nah. like 80% plus to have max heart rate. Because I got the impression where he, he said you've got to keep your heart rate up to like... Yeah. 70-80% and keep going for 30 minutes that was anaerobic not where that's, you that's just endurance level though because like like say for example uh, uh, one of them Kenyan marathoners right? right they can run a 5 minute mile for 26.2 miles so they're, they're doing anaerobic uh, level running for 2 hours 15 minutes that's ridiculous that's freak status but that's that comes down to the in, to the ridiculous endurance so Mrs. Mr. Glenn six figures is earning six figures by teaching this shit right I don't know how you're right <laughs> no so if you if you I'm know any different you. you just educate us <laughs> right no but I, I I really thought that wasn't that, I, I thought by the impressions was it was like get your heart rate up keep it steady like that's kind of like a fat burner when you burn on fat you keep your heart rate up long period of time for yeah but you want, here's the difference right if you're keeping if you're going steady state where you're operating at about 50 to 60 percent no I'm talking 70 to 80 percent yeah but you can't sustain that for a long period of time unless you've for got ridiculous you endurance levels Really? 70%? You can. 70%, yeah, but 70 that's to not going to get you into aerobic. 70 to 80%, you can do that for... Anaerobic, sorry. So 70 to be Anaerobic is where you, there's, there's not enough oxygen available to sustain the amount of physical exertion that you that's occurring, right? Really? Yeah. That's I'm going to have to Google this. You're I'm using your internal energy system to, to produce the energy. I need you to my head full of when, shit. Aerobic is using oxygen, so you, the oxygen that you're taking in is going into your body, and then you're using that for that's getting then tra- transferred into energy systems for you to work right so because your heart rate anyway, isn't high enough for you to so t- for me to get over punch drunk you think I should start sparring <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said Mr. Trainer that's the conclusion yeah wow <laughs> wow <laughs> so anyway another thing that he, that he said that he said all this problem could be in me overthinking it as well as me overthinking it is how much I've got going on because Sarah butted in and she went well listen doctor Tony's got 45 staff working for him now. He's got this much work uh, happening. He's constantly working around the clock. 
has that got something to do with it? And he said, 100%. That's going to make you forget things because you've got that much going on. Mm. You can't, and if you, when you concentrate on one thing, you can't concentrate on one thing for a long period of time because you get distracted, something else comes along. Yep. And he said, that's a big thing as well. That's a massive thing. Yep. So I've noticed that. It's like since I've been doing what I've been doing over the last year or two, I've got a million things to be doing at one right. time. You know what I mean? I've got so much stuff. I've got um, a big network of clients texting me like this time on this day and then this time on that day and then you're texting me like, do this, do that, text this trainer, this, text yeah. this trainer. Is I can't do this time, I can't do this time. I've got to be here next week, I've got to book this. It's like there's so much stuff to be doing on a daily basis. It's the same thing. It's like that's why organisation preparation is so important. But... Um, I know exactly what you mean. I know I find myself like, oh shit, I forgot about that. That couple of things slipped through. It's just because there's so much on your plate. It's hard to to keep up on right. top of it. All. Yeah. So does does that stuff make you feel happy that you're not boxing anymore? Oh mate, so happy, so happy. And I've, I mean, all my friends are fighters, but I kind of, I don't want to say feel sorry for them, but I'm so uh, glad that I'm out of that and I'm out of getting punched in the head now and. You know, see, it was funny. Since I don't, I don't really want to spoil people in the gym anyway, and especially people if I'm not getting paid for it, I might spoil with some of my clients yeah. now if I'm getting paid a lot of money. Well, there was some. Let's tell you this: there was some guy, that, that big guy, the greyhead fella in the gym. He's always got his mouthpiece and he's oh, on the, the exercise. Old big but, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come with us today when I was in the gym. <laughs> he went, "Do you want to spoil?" <laughs> For the first time in life, I really wanted a spar. But I, I told him last week he can't spar until he shows me his USA boxing <laughs> lessons. What's he doing? I just thought, I just thought, but because I knew I couldn't spar, made us want a spar today, and I made us just want to batter him. You know what that makes me think of as well? A few weeks ago, we had Conor McGregor in the gym, and I asked you, uh, "Would you, would you spar him?" Yeah, and you were like. 100% I'd spar him <laughs> definitely spar him now I wouldn't <laughs> you, now, you, now you've been the clinic yeah, yeah definitely not <laughs> now, I'm not, now I'm not getting punched in the head ever again uh, and yeah like I said I'm, I'm glad I don't box I, I don't agree with boxing even though it, that's going to make people think that. oh well look where you've come from I'm so I wouldn't have changed anything but I'm, I don't agree with two men getting in the ring and hitting each other in the head I don't agree with it I think it's so damaging do you, do you really think that though I mean, I mean I'm not saying you Lying or whatever. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't know, that's I, hard to believe that you think that. I do. Now I, you sound like one of them like, hippie, hippie bastards who are like, oh, it's <laughs> violent and it's wrong and all that. It's like, no, I think like people make their own decisions, make their own mind up. Everything, I mean, obviously, boxing's not the best at looking after its fighters. We know that once you dig deep, it can be, it's a pretty dirty sport, but I just still feel like. It's the best sport. I don't know. Uh, it's just the most talented, demanding sport there is, and I've got nothing but massive respect for anyone who tries it. And the people, the very few people who are successful at it, it's just fucking Me amazing too. to get to be successful at boxing. It's just ridiculous. It's the hardest job in the world, and again, the ring and fight someone. It's the hardest thing in the world. I've, I've done it 106 times. I, I know about this, but I, I, I can't. I can't agree. With it. I've seen so many punch drunk people and. And all that. It's like, how is this still illegal? It's still legal. Yeah. And oh, it's mad me seeing this now because no, because it's someone's decision to do it. Like no one's forcing but someone no, to box. No, I never decided to box. So it's not someone's decision. I never decided to box. I'd start boxing when I was ten. My dad dragged us to the gym. Mm. My dad would not let me play outside with my friends, even when I was 12, 13 years old, unless I went to the boxing right, gym. So the other the other side of that, if you hadn't have gone to the gym, if your dad had, had let you do your own thing, right. 
where would you be? I know that's what I'm saying. I don't regret anything. You probably did that as a, as a method. I don't to regret. Like I don't regret anything I've ever done. I don't regret anything I've ever done. But at the same time, you know, it's it's done damage to me brain, and I'm so happy where I am now. Life could not be any yeah. better than it is so right took, now. It's took you going through that to realize. Right. What exactly. You realize now. Exactly. But I am the. I am the, the I'm not even the 1% I'm the 0.1% because mm. there's so many fighters out there there's hundreds of thousands of boxers out there that don't make shit mate mm. that don't make a penny They're, do you know what I think's weird is like there's definitely an addictive side to uh, to, to to fighting and sparring I think like when when I first started like the first time I sparred I was nervous as fuck and I sparred and I got punched and I was, I was like oh shit fucking hell let's go it's like Adrenaline rush, like let's, right. let's, I want more of this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the next day at the gym, can I spar? Can I spar? I, cu- I couldn't wait to do it. It was like just the adrenaline rush of it was amazing. And like now, even though I've I've never really done anything apart from a bunch of sparring, but um, I'm kind of feel like how you do. It's like people ask me like, oh, do you do you still spar? Do you fight fight or whatever? I'm like nah. And I'm just thinking like, don't really yeah. have any interest in doing that. And then it's like I used to have a couple of clients who only want to spar, and I just be like fuck. Really don't want to spar like Chris Schiffler, yeah, the Foo like, Fighters guy. Yeah, that's all he wants to do is fucking spar. I'm like, fuck, eight o'clock in the morning, head guard on mouthpiece, right. and I'm like, fucking, hell, I really can't be asked for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm, I've kind of moved past it now, and I just want to focus more on on fitness and training side of it. And obviously, I love all yeah, the mix pe- and teaching people. People stuff. love it. People, people love it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun in the short term. You do it once, twice a week. Yeah, it's, it's fun. But when you've been doing it. For I've competed for 17 years, been getting punched in the head five days a week or four, whatever, three days a week for 17 years. Yeah, it's uh, it does take its effect. And the people who haven't made anything from it and end up working in a call center or end up doing something shit mm. that they're here doing because they've, they've, they've see what it is. I've done it since I was 10 years old, I went to the Olympics when I was 23 years old. I, obviously, I come back successful from them. I turned pro, earned a few quid, moved over here. There's so many fighters don't go to the Olympics. I mean, so many fighters. The, 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 the term pro, they're making nothing as a pro. Because the only time you're making money as a pro is when you... Let's say you fight for a British title. You get 20 grand for a yeah, title, 20,000 yeah. pounds for a title, right? Because that's what, that's what they get. Yeah. That, that's once a year... If you, and if you lose that fight, then you back down to five grand That's a fight. Like a Fifty grand a year job. Nah, it's it's like it's like. I mean, if you for the British title, but you're gonna fight the fight once. If you yeah. don't win the British title, you're getting twenty grand. You're getting five, three grand another fight. So so you're getting twenty five, thirty grand a year, and you're putting all this time. In. So so boys retire from boxing when the when the say twenty seven, and they've got no money. Mm. They've got, and I know people, uh, even some Olympians and some high level people who've got nothing from the sport yeah. and they've put all the time and effort in and now they're, now they're doing shit jobs like one good friend I'm not going to name his name he won a world bronze medal uh, top fighter never made the Olympics now he's worked on a building site on a shit job made yeah. in England and his education he never done school he never done college never done university. his education is boxing yeah. but there's nowhere to make money in boxing there wasn't until now box and burn. Now this is a sales pitch as well, <laughs> yeah. right? It kind of is, though. I, I know I agree with you. I think I, 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 when when I was um, 
going to the gym and boxing, I was like, I'd love to be able to make a living. I, but I was just realistic. I thought there's obviously no way I can do this for a living. And I didn't have a job at the time. And I'd just be like, this is all I want to do is right. box and run and train. But I'm like, there's no way I can make a living out of it. Right. And then it's like, now we've kind of forced our way to make a living out of it by creating something yeah. that works. Now we've got people making a living great livings from yeah, it through yeah. through box and burn the gym yeah. and we've got this opportunity to give to other people I mean this is really sound like a sales pitch I've now but like we turn our company into a company where we can sponsor people from the UK to come over to America and work uh, in box and burn and, and teach boxing so there's different paths anyway what I was getting to was about people put all the time and energy into boxing and then they've got nothing to fall back on and when you said you you almost like feel sorry for the fighters or whatever, the the ones that I feel sorry for, are the ones that are kind of trapped in it, like the journeymen. So they've got like two, three hundred pro fights on the record, and they've won like two. And yeah. They're fighting every weekend, and the whole job is to just not get stopped, and they're just getting just demolished. But no, every mate, fucking they're week not, they're not, they're and they're not. just doing it purely to let pick up a paycheck let me tell you about journeymen journeymen's earning more money than the top fighters because they're getting more than the grand they're getting two or three grand a week because they're an opponent for a, for a prospect and most, so they get as much as that then yeah but yeah. most of their fights is not on TV mm. so you don't see the fights where they're holding on or they're running they're not getting hit they're just losing the fight yeah the fights that but week if you look I've, I've, done, I've done it if you go on BoxRec and look at like the 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 journeyman like it sounds weird but the top journeyman right the records like the amount of knockouts on their records they've been knocked out a lot of times yeah really yeah even though you'd think their job is to not get knocked out yeah. right they're durable but even if you go on the records it's like the the amount of fights they've had it's ridiculous so that even though say they've only been knocked out seven eight times out of like eighty fights or whatever yeah they've still been knocked out seven or eight times right yeah that's a, f- it's a fucking lot. lot it's a lot and when I so when you, let's get back to my brain and all that I never got knocked out but I did get concussed I got concussed where the first time I was 16 years old in the European final I got hit that hard off the Greek in the final my legs went and all that I got a stand in the account mm. and I won the fight I ended up stopping him in the second round so I think it was the first round he hit us in I couldn't remember a thing after that fight I remember after the fight, I went back to the change rooms. I said, the lads, can what, what happened there? They were saying, oh, you got beaten. And they were winding us up with Stephen Smith and all them. They were having a laugh for us. I couldn't remember getting on the podium. I couldn't, couldn't remember anything. So now, now let's get back to being getting punched in the head. A 16-year-old getting concussed like that. And that happened. That was the first time. I think that happened five times in, in my career where I got concussed and I couldn't remember a fucking thing. And what happens there is when you, you get hit, hit that hard, your brain hits off the back of your skull and your brain swells up. Yeah. That's what concussion is. So yeah. for that to happen, happen five times, like, that is not good. It's not good. That's why, you know, I mean, and it's legal as well. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about boxing like that. So anyway, this, this Cleveland Clinic, I hope there's been some fighters listening to this because I know there's a lot of fighters followers and I want to post it and tell fighters to listen to this. This Cleveland Clinic in Vegas, the lady called Pam, P-E-M, I would get in touch with them and try and book in because like I said, it's free. They pay for you flights I'm not sure if they're going to pay for international flights from England but try it because they want to uh, test as many fighters as they can they've done already over 700 do you, do you have to be a registered uh, or like not registered but like do you have to have a, a fighter's license or anything to go not as far as I go? know not as far as I know you had to be a, a professional fighter I think uh, I'm going to send Terrell there yeah. Terrell Hendricks who now works for us professional fighter and we'll give him the contact 
But yeah, I really recommend it. And, it, I'm sh- and I know for a fact there's other fighters that have got these worries on their mind that I have, you know, and, but they just let them go to the back of their head. Mm. So if you have, it's good to go, yeah. And uh, tomorrow or the next day, we're recording this on a Sunday night. It's Sunday the 17th of July, 2016. And tomorrow or Tuesday, I should get the results from the me brain scan as well, because that's the... I guess that's the big thing, you know. You're gonna put an thing. update up out on uh, on Twitter. I'll put it on. I'll probably put it on Facebook. I went Facebook yeah. Live. Well, you already did an update on Instagram, didn't you? You said brain's fine. <laughs> I said brain test went fine. <laughs> a picture of me standing on the table drinking beer, which is like, oh no, another one of your daft mate. Brain's fine, obviously not. Look at the pictures you're posting. <laughs> in a in a suite in Vegas, stood on a table drinking <laughs> beer. Uh, so yeah, any fighters I recommend them. You can get in touch with me anyway. I will. I'll put. You, I'll bat you in the right direction to go and get these tests done and any questions or concerns about anything you can do about anything at all please let me know because I'll be able to uh, give you my advice or my opinions yeah it's good stuff I think um, I think there'll be a few people hitting you up on this one I think so I hope so alright well thanks for listening to the Box and Life podcast if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast please subscribe on iTunes uh, and then every time I upload a podcast every two weeks or so you will get a notification it makes life easier and then you can follow us as well on the Boxing Life Instagram at Boxing Life and then Mr Six Figures what's your Instagram? at Glen Holmes LA with two N's yeah you can follow him if you want all his pictures are black and white he thinks yeah. he's odd he doesn't post many stuff he just thinks he's cool and all that <laughs> right, I don't t- think I am <laughs> I know I am <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks for listening and see you later